Hello and welcome to Scarred Lands Myths and Matchmakers. We are... Whoa, hold on a second. I forgot to mute the Twitch stream and it was making my brains hurt. Alright, we're back. <laughs> so, if you recall properly, uh, when last we met, there was a, a MPK, a mostly party kill. Um, Uso and Rem met their untimely demise and were taken into the embrace of the death god Namorga. <laughs> and the fates of Mrs. Hatch and Donkey are uh, left ambiguous as they have been hidden in a, in a tunnel uh, melded with the earth with angry titan spawn waiting above them. So there's absolutely no chance that they will ever return as antagonists later on in this show. Thanks, Travis. <laughs> 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 um, so in light of that fact, uh, and because... Uh, we are pretty well into the show. Um, I thought it'd be a cool idea to uh, go ahead and do like a kind of a, a new session zero, like a session zero part two. So we're going to kind of treat this. I mean, obviously we've got uh, Barul survived and w woke up in the care of her uh, former ally, Yaram. And so Yaram is going to have some messages for Barul. Uh, now, but before we dive into all of that, uh, we need to make sure we've got everybody's new characters ready to go. We want to make sure that we have a good uh, handle on what we want this uh, campaign to cover and what we want it to be, and on what kind of, like maybe content we want to focus on, what kind of content we want to maybe avoid. Uh, there are some aspects. We have already dealt with kind of the gods of Skarn. We've already kind of dealt with uh, some of the mythology. And I feel comfortable in saying that as we get further into Season 2, we're going to start dealing with prophecy and ramifications of, of actions and... Uh, rejecting the call and the things that heroes who have survived horrible things and are wearing Titan arms might go through when they feel or when they are told that they have some grand destiny that they were unaware of up until this point. Um, okay. So uh, I guess starting with the very basics, well, let, let me, before I get too far into all of that, a little bit of housekeeping uh, in case you were unaware uh, at the Onyx Path website, they have uh, announced two new releases formally. There was a press release went out uh, last night, Saturday, maybe, uh, for Yugman's Guide to Gelspad and Vigil Watch, which is super exciting because everyone that is currently on this stream worked on those books. So, and... I am uh, confident in telling you that some of the materials, uh, though most certainly not all of them, some of the materials that uh, will be appearing in those books will be appearing on this stream in a playtest form. And I've gone ahead and thrown that press release up in the chat so you can get a look at uh, basic, the basics of what's kind of going on 
um, with that uh, with those books. So lots of uh, new locations, new races, new classes, so on and so forth. Just a ton of information. Uh, greatly expanding the Scarred Land setting. There's going to be monthly stuff coming out all through 2020. Uh, check it out. Tell your friends. Spread the word. We want every single person who plays Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition playing Scarred Lands in 2020. It's a fucking awesome setting. So get the word out. Share it everywhere. Uh, tell everyone you know. And we will be playtesting some stuff on here uh, and trying out some funky stuff. So wanted to get that out the, out of the way before I start asking people about uh, new character ideas and concepts. Um, did you have any yet, uh, Oliver? Or are you still kind of sitting on what your new uh, character idea might be? I thought about it for about 45 seconds just now. And I think Excellent. I had it. Agonized for two weeks, I couldn't decide. And then I was scrolling through this card lines book again. I'm like, yes, I found it. It's good. We're all good here. Okay, so you um, have kind of a basic idea? I think I have a basic idea. I'm thinking it's, it, it's, it's, consider this, Travis. So, consider it's a wizard, but, this is a good part, it's a wizard, but it's also a horse. So, an iron bread, or like a, like a horse? I mean, don't tempt me with <laughs> an actual horse, Travis. No, I would totally do it. Um, it would have the hooves, and what would it do? How would it hold components? But don't get me into that sure. because that'll yeah, be down that hole. Good. I'm bred, but it's a wizard. Um, I I am a hundred percent in favor of an iron bread wizard. I think that's a great idea, um, yeah. and it really plays into a sight gag that I want to make happen one day. If I can get you on a centaur at some point, it'll be the happiest <laughs> day of my life. <laughs> I'm thinking he's going to be um, a Black Freak Vault member. Okay. <laughs> very, very civilized and less homicidal than I'm used to, Travis. Um, right on. So what would uh, what would lure a member of the Iron Bread to the Phylactric Vault? Because generally speaking, the Iron Bread are very reject... Well, I mean, Phylactric Vault's not necessarily... Um, like pro titan per se, so I mean that's that doesn't necessarily like go directly against their core values, um, but they do tend to throw themselves very heavily into the into the pro god camp. So what would what, what would have lured him into that direction? Into craft, Travis. They come from the okay. Falcon, um, the titan of crafts. They love to make things. Okay. Um, and the factory vault is all about let's build things that people forget we can throw fire and we blow shit up. Gotcha. It's all about the rules and, you know, let's build things and make bullocks and statues and things that people forget that occasionally something gets loose and eats people. It's all that. That's, that's regulation rules that build things. And so I'm thinking that um, Dime Bread, if they were magic users, would be attracted to the regimented let's craft things. And here are lots of books on how to make the pretty things. And also, I want them. They're all mine. This is mine now. I made this. Okay. I, uh... Maybe it walks and maybe it carries my stuff. Who knows? I can get behind that. Um, it's not as though necromancy in and of itself is um, a uh, frowned upon practice even uh, in much of Gelsped. And, I mean, and 
arcane spellcasting is not unheard of among the Iron Bread. It's just relatively rare. Uh, it's not the path they usually go, but I'm a-okay with exceptions to the rule, um, particularly for a traveler. And you are going to be um, just uh, to get a couple of like very base groundwork things um, laid just in the name of expedience and story. Um, we are going to be beginning uh, up in the very northeastern area of the Plains of Lead, which is where uh, Yaram has uh, set up his um, sort of compound school for gifted youngsters. Um, <laughs> Uh, Dareth refugee camp. Um, you know, he's got a little <laughs> monastery he's built there uh, where he just sort of uh, rejoins Dareth and, and keeps a low key. So I would like you, when you're building your character out, to think of some connection. Now, this does not have to be an on the nose thing. Uh, Yaram certainly does not have to know uh, everything about you, and he doesn't have to know everything about your motivations. Uh, clearly, as we have seen over the entire course of season one, Yarm's not the best judge of character. So, um, <laughs> I but, mean, he did hang out with Mrs. Hash for a lot longer than I thought he would. So that's true. <laughs> so, what I'd like to see is a couple of hooks, and we can build these out collaboratively too. Because uh, though Yarm is effectively taking kind of an NPC role here. Um, you know, it is still Jeremy's character and Jeremy's still going to control him for this for the first couple scenes um, so build in a couple of hooks of why how Yaram would know this Ironbread wizard why Yaram would trust this Ironbread wizard with his friend and with uh, this knowledge that his friend now apparently uh, bears some grand destiny that uh, is going to need help in its fulfilling and in its pursuit. I mean, we can also answer that right away, with it, can't we? He's got a hand belonging to, well, um, Titanic relic of Falcon the Forge Titan, right? She does. The Iron Bread are the offspring of Falcon the Forge Titan. Perfect. So, yeah, perfect. And Arcanus, who also happens to be an Iron Bread, is about a rare as ten teeth. Also, he has a very good reputation, Travis, let me know. He's been credited in several, several papers, not Excellent. all of which were plagiarism. <laughs> Excellent. So, has done some, maybe done some studying, like, by way of, like, Bridged City, um, probably has no. some, has some contacts through the... Clopping down to, I mean, the vault members, um, you know, I would not say there aren't, there aren't that many of them, but, you know, Wizardry is very dangerous. You know, was it Terry Pratchett said um, a wizard has the same long-term prospects as a pogo tester in a minefield? Right. Sort of, you end up in situations. So let's say that I think that the vault trades information where the good jobs are. Sure. And where people specialize are. So if I know, oh, I know an ornithologist, and there's a person studying birds, and it turns out there's a great big fall, like a bird comes out of the mountain, I'm going to send for the ornithologist. And someone comes falling out of the ocean with a great big metal arm that looks suspiciously like a board god, then you know, word gets around. Makes um, sense. Pops down, um, Professor Periwinkle. And there very well could have been um, some word made its way uh, based on this strange orc showing up um, in Mithril. 
Um, obviously, as I said before, some some prophecy is going to start coming into play. So pointing you in the right direction could have been uh, some perhaps high astrologers being involved uh, that work with the philatric vault as well. Um, so I think those are I think those are all fair assessments. I think that's a, I think that I think we have kind of a good real simple basic uh, idea. So what were you thinking because um, we're so, we're pretty far along in the campaign at this point. Um, Barul, you're what level right now? Uh, eight, if I'm not mistaken. I can just check that out. At least eight. I don't remember if we leveled after that. Ten, right? I thought we were... On ten. Yeah, I was thinking eight was a while ago. <laughs> I remember distinctively we leveled up to eight. But if you're right, you didn't level up twice, I will actually find you and shout at you. <laughs> that whole last fight might have gotten totally different. Well, damn it. <laughs> so level ten, uh, I believe, is where you should be. Yep. Uh, if you're if you're not, make sure you bring your character in line with level ten. Yep. So. Uh, so um, so we're gonna go ahead and start all of the characters at level ten. So, so that'll give you a bit of um, resources to draw from. You're welcome to multi-class as long as you hit all the multi-classing restrictions. Have you given any thought to what school of wizardry you wanted to play? Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, uh, what are they called? Uh, there's a. I was thinking one of the gemstone wizards. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. We can figure out where it's. It's in the wizards. It's in the um, scarred lands, but under under wizard, believe it or not. Oh, in the scarred lands player's guide. Yeah, well, I was thinking it makes more sense for him to have a crafty focus. Oh, um, sure. We've yeah. to use the scarred lands um, subclass because you know we're here, so. That makes total I sense. Do that, and I'm just trying to find it because I can't find anything. Because... I got you. You're talking the. Um... The Ornomancer. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, uh, that that sounds perfect with your um, with your concept. Um, yeah, uh, I love it. Are you going to go straight through with Ornomancer all the way up to 10 then? Um, I'm thinking so, just the okay. typical theme, you know, got to get those spells, yeah. So uh, you can go ahead and do that. One thing I would like to note... Um, because I'm lazy and I didn't shut it off, the D&D Beyond overlay is still on on Twitch right now. But get used to it, because one of the things I'm doing is I am going to set up... We will do our combat management still in Astral, but I am going to set up homebrew in the homebrew entries on D&D Beyond. I will be setting up things for all of our characters, so that, and then I'll invite you to a shared campaign. So we can have the character sheets up on D&D Beyond. People can look at them in the uh, overlays. And I'll also be running that content either on this channel, on the Onyx Path channel, or both. I will live stream as I set those homebrews up. So that if you're watching and you're playing a Scarred Lands campaign, but you want to use D&D Beyond, those tools are there. So I'm going to show you how to do it. Um, because it's frustrating to not be able to just click some buttons, but it's not as hard as you think to just set them up yourself. So we're going to do a little bit of content where I show that off for you in the near future. I'm going to do that for you guys off screen because it is uh, a bit much to manage while we're building our campaign out. Uh, 
All right. So that's kind of where we're at with you. Um, are there? Did you have any background ideas um, for your character, Oliver? For the for the, for the Iron Man. Um, relatively, relatively limited on that one. Um, I'm not quite sure how the horse got into this whole thing in the first place. I feel like there was an incident at some point. I feel like there are always incidents. There are always incidents and accidents. I feel like he just got into this by accident and. At one point, it became too late. Three years in, he was like, wait a minute, I'm a professor now. That's how that I mean, works. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'll figure out details later. That's fair enough. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any... Um, I guess, first off, uh, let's talk race, let's talk class. What are you thinking? Sure. So I'm going to be a minotaur which isn't your standard Minotaur from other sources, but should be appearing in uh, Yugman's this coming year. Yes, yes. So some playtest content, some yeah. some of our own arcana, what might be under the earth, one could I say. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And were you going uh, Highland or Lowland with that? Uh, he's Highland. Excellent. Beautiful. And uh, in terms of class choices, what are we looking at? Uh, so he's going to be a spirit walker. Excellent. Also from Yugmans. Yeah, also from Yugmans. So you're just you're just all sorts of uh, going to break this game because we this, yeah, this, this, right. this is not had field tested. So it's all <laughs> when he turns this on and it explodes the whole elevator, that's blame the developer. Wait. If only he would have been there last week. <laughs> <laughs> alive. Indeed. All right. Cool. I, I like it. Um, so uh, let's get a little let's get a little backstory here. Um, what? Uh, where? Where is he from? Uh, how did he come to his uh, spiritual awakening? And um, what has put him in contact with with Yaram? Yeah. Um, okay, so he's from Albania, uh, the mountains in the northwest of the continent. Okay. And uh, so when he was, so he's a minotaur, and most everyone thinks minotaurs are like big and burly, and they should be, but he has a strength of nine, so I had to figure that one out. Okay. So when he was like eight, he had this wasting disease that uh, happened because of the Divine War, and so he can never like really build up muscle mass since he actually has like a walking stick and everything nice uh, okay so, i love it like a lot of people died from this disease and when he was kind of at death's door this little uh, spirit showed up and kind of guided him away from from dying and ever since then the spirits kind of hung out with him and shown him some some sorcery that other people may not really know Excellent. And so, has has he been alive since the Divine War? Then no, no. So it's actually like a really rare disease now, and how he got it, no one really knows. But so, just kind of like a random, yeah, uh, resurgence. Kind of the the oddball case of measles back when people used to vaccinate their kids for it. True. Right. Um, <laughs> vaccinate your children, Jesus. I was say, his parents actually gave him the vaccination. That's why he did it. <laughs> right. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> Two things that never get old, folks. <laughs> anti-vax chokes and anti-vax kids. All right. So, anyways, um, <laughs> all 
All right, so he got the disease. Um, the spirits helped him survive, and he's sort of just funneled that connection into into his current path. Beautiful. Yeah. So how did that lead him, or, or how did he get from there to this connection? So he also, uh, he's a guild artisan, so he does weaving and dyeing. And so I think mm-hmm. he kind of finally left his home village after a while in order to become this merchant. And at some point, Oria, his little spirit, had this vision that sent him off to find Yarum. So fairly recently, he's met Yarum. Okay, so he was sort of directed by the spirits. Yeah. Dovetailing into this whole great prophecy that will soon be weighing very heavily upon Barul's remaining shoulder. Excellent. (laughs) 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 Beautiful. I love it. So um, I'm going to give, and and you're going straight ahead, one class, no multi-class. Yeah, yeah, one class for now. All right, excellent. Um, So, uh, and you have all the materials that you need in order to build that character up. I do. Cool. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you to a little bit of mechanical information. And Barul, you can take this mechanical information down as well. Um, because it will apply to you as well. Okay. So, and somebody passed this on to Chaz because I'm not going to write this down. He's going to just have to either catch it or watch it on the replay or one of you going to have to give it to him or else he's just screwed. Okay. So... Um, <laughs> So uh, we've put in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ballpark it here, and I'm gonna say we've put in about 50 hours of gameplay on this show. Uh, so I'm gonna give you guys 25 points. I'm using a slightly modified scale here from what you find in uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, where it talks about adventure points and buying magic items. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna give you guys 25 points to buy magic items with. We're going to use a slightly different scale here as well. Okay? So your common magic items are going to cost two points. Alright? Your uncommons will cost four. Rares will cost... Eight very rares will cost ten legendaries fifteen. And then what I need you to do, Barul, is So you're going to have something a little extra special, okay? Because you're wearing a legendary item. Oh, yeah. Right? So you're going to need to pay for that out of that pool. But I will let you go into an additional 10 points of what I will call karma debt. Okay. And 
unlike the others who may only buy magic items, including magic tattoos, if you like. Uh, you can also start new magic tattoos if you want. And you can buy boons. Any boons that are listed in the, uh, in the Scarred Lands Player's Guide, you may certainly buy as well. Okay. As if destiny has reached down and touched you while you were passed the fuck out in, uh, in Yarm's crib. <laughs> I just need to know how much of your uh, karmic debt you go into because that will affect how uh, how complicated the prophecy becomes oof oof okay okay I have to look at the boons <laughs> <laughs> And so while we're doing all of that, um, I'm also just going to bring up a, a little note card here for myself, because there's a few things um, I want to go over just in general terms. Whoops, right in front of the map. That was not what I intended. Uh, just in general terms, because this is a session zero, good Lord, stop opening in front of the map. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, because this is session zero, I want to go over uh, some general uh, comfort zone type stuff. So, uh, obviously, uh, I do prefer to use some sort of safety tool. Because um, I never want anybody to be uncomfortable. The whole point of this is to have fun. So, if at any point there is a... Uh, I generally use the X card or a basic version of the X card because it's the one I'm most familiar with. So if ever there's anything that is like too squicky, makes you feel gross, you don't want to deal with in this in the game, feel free to say X or type X in the chat or just scream X or give me the finger or whatever, you know, you know X's, however you want to do it. Give me an X and we'll back that out. Does that sound fair to everybody? Yep. Cool. Um, any other requests regarding safety tools? Anything else that you feel you might need? I think that's enough. Excellent. As we discussed in our initial session zero, um, we are all very much against any sort of sexual violence being depicted in the game. Um, That has always gone without saying on this stream, but we're going to say it again. That's not going to happen here. Um, <laughs> I didn't think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, we really didn't have any other no go areas, right? There was really nothing else. I don't that, think so. Originally, that we were like, don't do this. Leave my dead grandmother out of this. Um, there was nothing like that. Um, have any, has anyone grown a no go area in the last, uh, last several months? Despite what has happened, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these last, these last sessions really make you think, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful. So now, as I said er, at the top of the show, uh, there are a num number of elements that this uh, prophecy may or may not deal with. Um, 
and that the storyline may or may not deal with. Um, so I'll give anybody a uh, that's involved, you know, yes or no veto power. Um, but I want to just kind of run them by you. Um, animal mutilation. Anybody have a, anybody think that that should not make its way onto the screen? I mean, I feel like we we covered that in some some <laughs> detail before, so <laughs> hypocritical going as an hour now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've never put that donkey through. <laughs> every time I hit a critical, that's an mutilation. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Just checking. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, inherited royalty. Wait, yes, what? No. Inherited royalty. Like inherited title. Secret I parentage, don't... things like that. I don't know if that's going to happen to any of us, but sure. <laughs> All right, so you're fine <laughs> with that? Everyone okay with that? All right, cool. Um, Prophesized death. All right. So that's pretty pretty standard. Uh, Prophesized birth. I mean, a bit late for some of us, but. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Excellent. A prophesized fall, like a fall to the dark side. Again, a bit late. <laughs> 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 <That's Excellent>. sure. <laughs> uh, prophesized genocide. It's Godlands. That's just like Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> That's yeah. also fair. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what else uh, I want to throw in here. Tentacles. Pursuant to sure, pursuant to se- subject one, non-sexual tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Ah, fine. Okay, great. Well, yeah, I mean, but... they can be consensually sexual tentacles, I suppose, if you want. <laughs> right. Hashtag Queen Ram. <laughs> okay, consensually sexual tentacles are okay. Um, Episode one. Oh my god! Kill me. Uh, the public posting of our session zero notes. Um. <laughs> um yeah, the hard, the hard one. I think. <laughs> I mean, we're streaming them. <laughs> the people can never know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you're watching this, from your memory, don't tell anybody about about. Be his thing for consensually sexual tentacles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's see. um, Loss of limb and other function. (laughs) (laughs) We've just done all the horrible things already and we just didn't know where to go with it. Are you just listing the first some like everything we did through the first part of the really we, we just we do all the awful things. We didn't get anyone pregnant yet. The process of birth is not done yet. 
true. I don't think we did, did we? That you know of. Revisiting to yeah. make us feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I recall. Allow me to rephrase. Further loss of limb and other function. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, sterilization. Oh, that's not something we've done. Oh, that's true. I that's think. Let's put it on the list. Put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shopping list. <laughs> I was afraid that Mrs. Hatch mindset. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I've covered everything that... Uh, I think I've covered enough <laughs> of a shotgun theory that figuring out the prophecy too far ahead of time won't, won't probably happen. Now, Travis, should we go through this process for you too so we know... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm good. You guys are. <laughs> There's nothing you could do to me that you haven't already done. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Oh. All right, team meeting minus Travis. After. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, we have our we have our master document of what is and is not uh, acceptable. So. Um, yeah, you can go through and uh, purchase those um, magic items to sort of round out your character. Uh, if you want to um, convert some of those points into gold, um, why don't we do, say, one of those points into... A hundred gold, if you wanted to, or let's do one point to a thousand gold, if you wanted to buy something like you know, like vehicles or mounts or like super cool but not magical armor, shit like that. Can we get spell components with that? Is that? Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd, that'd be fine. Oliver, you have to buy a horse. Um, I'm gonna buy a horse and ride the horse. Yeah. So I'm a horse on a horse. <laughs> and look down on that horse and be like, you could have been a wizard, but you chose to be a horse. Could you buy a centaur for a mount? <laughs> well, it is the scarred land, so I guess he'd, if he goes to Calastia, yes. I'm going to come and go there. <laughs> yeah, hold this on, was a slave is a unwilling servant. <laughs> it's unpaid like um, labor. That's right. right. Unpaid, non-consensual horse. That's, the, that's where I'm at with this. <sighs> If you include unfed, you could. It would be donkey. <laughs> I'll not have you yeah. have that fine creature's name in your mouth. Yeah, for all for all things considered, donkey was pretty fucking well treated. <laughs> donkey did just fine, thank you. I took good care of that mule. I mean, yes, it ended up with a few mutations and a bit of a sociopathic tendency, but apart from that, still he was he was treated with more respect than gruel. <laughs> he was. I won't and, deny it. And literally every other member of the party. Prize <laughs> <laughs> that donkey. He cared for donkey. That's a legacy. <laughs> All right. So, do you have any questions about that um, particular breakdown? No. I just want to point out I'm reading through the boons. If you guys remember, I add two that two weapon dice to 
when I do a critical because I'm an orc and because I'm a barbarian, oh. there's a boon, it's to add more dice to the critical. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm reading through it and I'm like, dang, I could roll a lot of dice. But that's not, that's not be greedy. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go too far. Honestly, I'd just go nuts because some some fool has put in the onomancer's um, like class description that at tenth level they can concentrate on two spells at once, which is like the cardinal rule of don't break that. So we're just breaking this. Let's just let's just break this. It's breaking. It's already been breaking. So let's just assume that everything we do is going to be OP at this point. Yeah, I mean, Add the I dice. can. I can literally have. I don't. Can I afford the very rare? I can, I can have, I can roll five extra uh, in total, weapon dice with like, all the things. Everything in Scarlands is a pile of crap, so I think it needs the extra dice to just just raise the fire, destroy everything in your path, and presumably you'll complete the prophecy because, I mean, let's just assume that's what the prophecy is about. It probably involves a lot of raising and a lot of you know, a lot of killing people yeah, who probably don't deserve it. So let's just like lean into that. But there is also a boon that keeps people. I can point at people, and they cannot use magic, and that feels like something we would like. It does feel like <laughs> that does, that does feel like a thing, doesn't it? But like after all she's been through, um, with people using spells yeah. <laughs> to do terrible things in her name, it might be. I look forward to being the moral compass of the party for once. <laughs> that mm. high ground. I'm actually going to raise the ground higher so I can stand on it and look down from it. Nice. All the spell slots are for. I love it. Like, how could someone end up by Barul? <laughs> She's been through so much. What a monster. Before judging her. So what were you thinking magic item-wise there, Jeremy? Well, I have purchased myself a handy-dandy handy haversack. <laughs> other than that, I'm, I'm shocked and amazed. Perusing. Yeah, yeah, I came out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm actually going to look through the Scarland stuff to see if there's anything fun. Excellent. And Oliver? Um, I haven't quite figured that out yet. I want something flavorful, so I feel like it's something also not something not completely stupid. Because hilarious as it would be to march in in the middle of an apparatus of polish, just like crab my way into town. I feel like it's a bit <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> the good people of Gelsbad aren't going to have that. So that's going to have the witch burning at the next. <laughs> so might go something a bit more subtle. It'll be interesting to see a group that um, can possibly go to a town without burning it down. I wouldn't go that far, Travis. Due thought will be given to um, whether or not it should be a listed site before we burn it to the ground. <laughs> have best interest in not burning everything. And it's like towns burn to the ground, Travis. Scales back. Towns, these things this this happen is, all the time. This is true. These things do happen. Who am I to stand in the way of destiny? 
<laughs> it's RC. So, you know, there's that. But there are some really stupid magic items. There's all temptation to march him with a gigantic harp that's twice as big as me. <laughs> like, I have no use for it. I can't play it. But I wanted a gigantic harp. <laughs> Carry it around and strum it tunelessly. <laughs> yeah. Twang. Uh. Oh, and I can't remember if I mentioned, but we will begin uh, tracking the date uh, on this campaign. Ominous. It is uh, <laughs> Korat. 25th, which is Dende, the final day of the month, uh, 151 AV. So it's the last day of the first month of 151 AV. Bellsmith's moon is full. Classic Bellsmith. And the unnamed orb is waxing. That's ominous. Oh, weird. <laughs> I'm undecided. I just feel like that implies a certain sense of urgency. We all know how that gets sidetracked. How <laughs> 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 the world is going to end because we accidentally get caught up chasing down a particular strain of beef jerky or something. Halfway across the I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are there, presumably there are limitations on the options that we should be taking for things like, um, I'm not really familiar with things like planar travel in, in the comp, but I presume that's not our agenda, so we should stay away from things that are shifting us to other planes of distance, right? You are absolutely welcome to attempt to travel to the planes in Skarn. In the event that you should visit, uh, the planes, thanks to the good authors of Vengeance of the Shunned, we do have the uh, Skyrlands Planar Index, which covers uh, what happens in all the planes on Skarn, and none of it's particularly fun, but you're welcome to go to any one of them if you like. <laughs> then enjoy a ride. Road trip. They can rule on a road trip. Yeah, if you want to get into some planar travel, I mean, you are now effectively in the Level range where that's not completely absurd. Um, <laughs> might I recommend a visit to the Morovan Henge one day? <laughs> don't that ever. Don't ever ominous, but it sounds Henge. innocent, but the way you're phrasing it, it sounds like it's a bad idea. It's a really bad place to go. I don't it makes you want to do it. <laughs> oh, it's, God, uh, die. It's a very convenient and effective way to end one's life in a hurry. <laughs> Noted. But yeah, there are uh, there are a number of planes of existence that one can travel to. Um, in addition to there's the um, in addition to the occult planes, the elemental planes. There's also the zodiacal planes. So the constellations in Scarred Lands each have a plane attached to them as well. Yeah, I'm gonna have some time to think about these items. Yeah, think about that. 
You considering a amulet of the plains or oh, a well of many it. worlds? The well of many worlds looks more entertaining because it's like, is it a cloak? No, it's chaos. That'd be a door to some kind of hideous hell where the spiders all made a fire. <laughs> so, uh, I, I see that as a, as a thing, but also then I'm thinking, oh no, Michelle. It's like if more things um, troublesome over a longer period, or choose one very big problematic thing. That's what my that's what my mind is right now. And there's like you could just buy like a absolute complete ton of spell gems and just like hold them like a dragon. Something about that appeals to me. You could do that. You can only sitting in my horse tent on a pile of gems. You can only really benefit from like three of them though, right? True, but you have to they're, they're shiny. I think they're missing the. They are shiny here. Which is the big pile of shiny gems. It's true. As an avaricious horse person. I just I'm just umbrella. getting this image of your iron bread like laying on the pile of gems, just like like Kate Winslet in Titanic. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kate Winslet crossed with Bojack Horseman and we got like a Bojack Winslet. Now your we character like has a, a name. <laughs> <laughs> Got a, got a mood there, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mull that over. Paint me like I'm in a glue factory. <laughs> Basta. <laughs> so Travis. Yes. Could I? So like the the Minotaur, as they go throughout their lives, they kind of etch their stories on their horns, so they have all these glyphs and things that. Could I do a tattoo that's an etching instead of a ink tattoo? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it could function the same way. Sure. Awesome. Thanks. No problem. I'm getting some weird feedback in my mic. That seems to have reduced it, so I apologize if that was a problem. I think it was just picking up some of the background noise maybe like my computer fan is going crazy yeah. but yeah that, that that would be fine any sort of uh, just like the iron bread I believe use some brandings and things like that which would be um, an acceptable alternative for magic tattoos as is tradition. All in the old time. Classic branding. It's a good old bonding activity. Yes, the branding is on brand. Hey.
And uh, have you given any thought to art for your character? Do you want me to make you a token using the standard uh, iron bread art? Um, if you use a standard one for now, I may find some horse person art at some point. That could be an interesting. That could be an interesting Google. Just get yourself like a one of those uh, horse masks and take a selfie. I'm just gonna find a fairy artist. And be like, hey. <laughs> You have an interesting, uh, interesting <laughs> question for you. Paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> yeah, Dirk and Travis, but I see it. All right, listen. I will pay $5 right now <laughs> to anyone who will draw Oliver's horse persona <laughs> and email it to me. <laughs> and I'm going to tell yeah, Twitter that right We've now. We've created a monster. <laughs> It's a thing. What have we created? I won't lie to you, though. I'm beginning to feel quite well, so I may need to duck out at some point and head to bed. Cause oh, I had a long weekend and I'm not very well. Well, I think we have enough information to make us dangerous. And I think I we've think, covered think that's important. kind of the, <laughs> the basics of what a session zero entails, right? I mean, we've covered like what we need to uh, in terms of uh, areas of comfort. We've established the expectations of the campaign. Um, do you have any questions? Uh, anyone? Oliver? Yeah, I've seen pretty, um, things all pretty self-explanatory to me. I think I've got everything I need. Um, I'll figure out, um, are we filling out a couch sheet in beyond ahead of time or are you going to create a campaign and then? Yeah. So well, you, uh, I can, if you have the uh, homebrew already set up, then that's fine. Otherwise, I'll create a campaign and invite you over. Um, yeah, I can, um, I can. Are you building your, then. what are you building your character in right now? I was going to build it in Beyond anyway, so um, that yeah. suits me. If we don't get the campaign, we'll just yeah. send yeah, it. I can send it over and, and then I can send an invite over and then you can just add, join with that character. That's fine. Cool. Um, that seems fun to me. Um, I'll figure out items and spells and things and then. Sweet. And then, uh, Jeremy, did you have any questions, concerns, complaints? Uh, babies come from storks? <laughs> I'm actually, I have a question for not my character, but for Barul. Can she go into, like, karmic debt? Like, like <laughs> give karmic credit? So she needs an extra few points what, to like, give him a boon? No, that's what I was saying. Oh, like, Wait, what do you mean? So, like, she has these points that she gave her, but can she go, like, more into debt? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, she can go 10 above the points I gave her. She can take 10 more points of debt so that I can okay. then make the, yeah, if she wants. Consequences. <laughs> They'll all be good, I'm sure. There are some, there, there is a risk reward factor to being chosen. <laughs> so and clearly as you survived that whole shit show you must be chosen for something I'm sure it'll be fine wouldn't worry about it <laughs> yeah it's probably nothing I heard the word genocide earlier I just, I'm sure it's not relevant 
totally related. I think it'll have a nice, calm life in Yoram's compound for the disabled. Whatever's whatever's going on right now. <laughs> or imagine this: the prophecy birth is one of Mrs. Hatch's daughters that gets pregnant. I will not hear those names. <laughs> <laughs> those slovenly, ungrateful slattens. Absolutely not. I will not have it. I'm gonna find them. This life or the next, Travis. <laughs> one day. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years from now, there'll be like a level 20 campaign. Totally different characters. <laughs> if anything can convince you to write for this recent ball, it'll be writing to come their hideous demise at the hands of a group of gung-ho adventurers. <laughs> They've been hired by a mysterious old witch to take out <laughs> Gee, a house of ill repute. <laughs> I'm not a petty man, Travis. Also, I am in the extreme. So. <laughs> oh, I would love it if you put that up. That would be hilarious. I mean... Our campaign kind of started. We were hired by a old lady. <laughs> we're out of control. I suppose the moral of that story. It's true. We're all basically ruined it. <laughs> the rule. She just wanted. She was just gonna fix a roof. <laughs> she never got paid. Well, I'm just saying. Christ was a carpenter. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Him fixing a roof and you end up sterilizing an entire country. You know, it's, a, it's an arc. That's what they call it, a character arc. Uh, <laughs> do you have any questions before we uh, wrap this up for the week, Bia? All right. Well, that's uh, that's the end of session zero. Next week we'll be back. Uh, Chaz, we will hopefully finish his stuff off screen. We can dive right into play next week. Um, picking up, and Barul will wake up with some information passed on to her by her good friend Yaram. And uh, Jeremy, I will email you off stream, let you know exactly what that prophecy entails. Um, and we'll go from there. Oliver, get some rest, feel better. Bia, get some rest, feel better. Jeremy, keep enjoying your good health far away from uh... <laughs> <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> Lake Town over here. <laughs> And uh, we will see you all next week. Take care of yourselves.